0: y'all episode 35 coming at you blotto to my left how you doing
1: uh, i'm doing well i'm here
0: ready to roll all right ready to drink ready to roll we got a big show a really big show. we we really. do have a really big show ed now. sullivan got nothing on i this.
1: You, you know there's plenty <laughs> really going big on show. and then our second half is is i think it's just going to be a hoot yeah. may not be educational may not be <laughs> you know uh, factual may may not even be grounded in any kind of logic.
0: But, but it should
2: be fun. It should be a good one. And to my right, hello, as usual knobs. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah. Blotto's ready to roll. I'm ready to rock. Oh, perfect. See, <sighs> so should... little teaser, little teaser. <laughs> so there. what should I do?
0: Um, you're rocking. Okay. You're rolling. Uh, sex, hey. drugs, alcohol. You're, you're ready to pop. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, and I forgot to mention, this is Fred, <laughs> the grassy troll. Yeah.
1: Okay. Should we be like a, a like a, a band where like the leader introduces all the band, and then like the drummer steps up and says, and then, you know, on lead guitar and vocals, oh, Fred. Mm. So somebody else introduces you. Mm. You would think after 35 episodes we'd get this introduction stuff down. <laughs> nope. <It won't laughs> I, bet
0: you, I bet you it's different every time. <laughs> <laughs> to me... The, the intro never feels comfortable. Like I agree. The, the rest of the show, yeah. I don't even think about mm-hmm. what we're doing. We're just sitting there talking to each other. But just that that first 30 seconds is like, yeah. I don't <laughs> I know agree. what to say. Basically, right
2: until we crack open a beer is really awkward. And I had it. nothing clever to say about 35. As and off. I still <laughs> don't. <laughs> Do you ever? Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about beer. Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. No, not
0: Kiefer. Donald. We'll go Donald Sol- Sutherland. Come on, come, Give us a thirty-five
1: reference. Thirty. I don't have a thirty-five reference. 30. Something's got to be thirty-five. Okay, uh, we'll work on that. Um, so I provided the the, uh, the beverage uh, for this uh, for this episode, and um, as we kind of noticed before we started recording. Um, this is anything but a kiss your sister beer.
0: Yeah, uh, this may be going out on a date with your sister beer. Um, uh,
1: well, I would say it's uh, your sister and her friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you, if, if you're hitting a, a, what is it, a 12? 11. 11. 11.9. Oh, 11.9. Uh, you're, you're probably doing something right there. But um, it's a, a founder's... And when I was uh, at the at the beverage establishment, I I wanted to grab a Founders and I wanted to grab a Founders for a particular reason. So I didn't really think that much about which Founders I was grabbing. Of course, we've tried a number of them already. So, you know, I'm 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 good with with browns and uh, ales. This one also is a bourbon uh, barrel ale. So, you know, that's what kind of uh, uh, just made me pick this out of the Founders. But the reason I wanted to uh, bring a Founders to this episode was because of the recent news that came out, uh, I think it was yesterday day before. I don't know if uh, either of you had a chance to kind of pick up on it, but uh, Founders was owned 30% by San Miguel out of Spain. And now they have sold the rest of the brewery to San Miguel. Hmm. So oh, really? the original owners are keeping a 10% stake. The rest of it is owned by big beer conglomerate. And I don't,
0: know, and I don't know if
1: that's a bad thing necessarily, but it's a, you know, it's a craft beer thing, right? And you know, the second largest brewery, uh, craft brewery in, uh, in in Michigan, is now owned by a international beer conglomerate.
3: Hmm.
1: Now, if you're a founder of founders. Maybe that's what you wanted, right? You you are you are cashing in, right? I don't know. I don't know if the if it was disclosed that way and you're like, hey, you know, you still got ten percent and that's that. But the beer enthusiasts I picked up uh let's open the beers and drink while we're talking. Uh, the, the beer the, I found out about it by a fellow beer enthusiast on Facebook who said thank you, Fred, who said I could deal with the thirty, I can't deal with the ten. I'm done with founders. Hmm. Or the ninety. I can deal with the thirty. I can't deal with the ninety. I'm done with Founders, and and that's all he said. Hmm. So then I like, you know, just googled you know Founders News and and
0: then saw the rest of it. I knew uh, they were partially owned by San Miguel, and that part didn't bother me so much. I mean, it's a bigger company with distribution. You know, I'm sure it's helped them spread the word of Founders far and wide. But
4: well, I don't
1: really think they're. they're you know, they're going through distribution like San Miguel, and they just want to own it. But I thought we should probably get another Founders before the big bad corporation got their hands even in on the beer part. <laughs> so this might be the last tasty Founders <laughs> that we have, right? No, Probably not. But a- aromatic. I'm getting... That's that bar- bourbon barrel, the right? The from here. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of head on it. Um, I tried to get a little bit, couldn't get as much, uh, but y- you did. Oh, yeah. um,
0: Would you shake yours you know? up? It's just a good pour. I guess. When I'm
1: so this, that, is this is listed as... It's an impotent pour. So we didn't give... The, I didn't give the name of the beer. The Underground oh. Mountain Brown Imperial Brown Ale. And as we learn, uh, that just means it's doubled up with everything, including <laughs> uh, uh, alcohol content. Coffee and bourbon.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: they don't... It's
0: it, It's two things i enjoyed
1: the the uh Three. the color's very uh, porter i would say mm-hmm. right this is darker than your it's, average
0: brown this is not really a brown uh, <laughs> i mean you there's there's no light coming through it, it it's it's almost oily looking yeah. like a porter yep
2: ah, bottom's oh, up bottom's up <laughs>
1: who i i i got to say i can taste the alcohol content yeah
2: you
0: can
1: Yeah. There, there's a
0: there's a liquor taste to it, you know? The liquor witch would probably like (laughs) this.
1: And I don't think, we we talked about this before, liquor will change the flavor of beers, but when we're floating in between that, you know, 4.7 and 6.8, the the alcohol content might change the flavor a little bit, Mm -hmm.
0: but
3: you you don't don't
1: really taste the alcohol. No. Between the bourbon aging and the 12,
2: 11.9. Yes. Yeah. It's... It's it's, there. Al-
0: it's almost like after like when you drink like a mixed drink that's fairly strong you kind of feel fumes in your mouth. Yeah, I got that you, too. You kind of got a little bit of that with this beer.
1: Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm going to say this: <clears throat>
0: is it beer? <laughs> Has it crossed over?
2: <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, because it still made the beer way. Right, right, yeah. but you know, it, when, it's almost more. When like I want a, a beer, like, I'm not getting this. It's like a mixed drink. Right, right. It's a Jack and <laughs> Coke. <laughs> it sort of is. It, it's I'm even
0: second swallow here. I got I got fumes again. So yeah, this this guy. Yeah, no, sp- I've had a had couple sips. That's what I'm thick. saying. I,
1: I I don't know if I, if I'm in the mood for a beer. This is what I reach for. That doesn't mean it's not for me yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going here. And since it's you know almost twelve percent, I'm probably gonna be in love with it. I'll be in love with everything by the end of that. <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, this to me stretches the
2: boundaries of what is, you know, a beer. Generally accepted as beer. <laughs> you know, keep the open flames away from it. Yeah, you might want to.
1: All right. Uh, I do have actually uh, just a few little fact checks from last week. N- nothing, um, crazy. Uh,. You know, we had local politician on there, Mr. Shoemaker, and we were talking about the city of Roseville. When does he get out of jail? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as somebody else confesses <laughs> to the crime. Um, we were talking about the, uh, Roseville and the population of Roseville. It's actually been fairly consistent. I don't know if it ever was 65,000. That's what your recollection was, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's wrong. The, the oldest statistic I could find was 1990. And uh, it was uh, like fifty-one thousand, and it has fluctuated between nineteen ninety and twenty ten, maybe I, I didn't, or now, but between fifty-one and forty-eight thousand.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. It's
1: like high forty-sevens right now, so rounding up. But it, it, you know, I, I was a little surprised. I was expecting to see, you know, kind of a graph, you know, kind of, you know, a downward slope, but it really wasn't. It was very, very consistent in that. Uh, 50,000 average
0: over the last uh, 30 years. Well, that 65,000. I mean, somebody told me as mm. a child or something, it just stuck with me. And the fact that it may not be real won't surprise me. It's just something, maybe something someone made yeah. up. I don't know. I, I mean,
1: I, I think. What it almost comes down to is, you know, h- how many homes are there, and how what there's a, there's a capacity, right? I mean, and even Shuwei said in the in the interview, you know, there's he he, he his feeling is that there's less people per home because the
0: families the families, are, families are aging, right? The population's aging, aging plus people are having less kids these yeah. days in general. Um,
1: but you know,
0: like well, I said, how many I, siblings were in your family? Five, five. five. Same here. Knobs is a one off, so uh, he he doesn't have the sibling thing to think about, but we're quite a bit different in here. He gets the
1: average down to, you know, 3.5, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Perfect, right? 11 divided by 3, right? What is that? 3.5? Really darn close. Yeah, yeah, really darn close. Um, The other um, thing that we were talking about um, was um, property taxes and. Uh, education. And I was just kind of curious because we, you know, Michigan used to uh, put a lot of weight uh, uh, for their educational expenses into the individual property taxes by community, if what I said makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And then I know that changed over time. And um, I found a great website that had, and I posted it on, on Twitter, um, that shows by state what percent of uh, educational expenses go uh, come from your property taxes. And Michigan's kind of very middle of the road now at 34.5%. Um, you know, Vermont, or something like New Hampshire, uh, I'm not the only one to confuse those two. Uh, yes. <laughs> New Hampshire's the most at 65.7. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry, Alaska, 57.2. Vermont, 65.7. But, but anything over 40 is high. So like Texas, um, and that to me kind of really screams very unfair because you have very wealthy suburbs and cities in Texas and you have very economically challenged places in Texas. But 42% of, the ta- of the, uh, your educational revenue comes from your property taxes. So you know, Plano is always going to have great schools, you know, things like that. So anyway, thought that was interesting. Okay, well. I thought it was free. <laughs> everything's free. Yeah, We're everything's Democrats. Free. That's remember, right. it's yeah. the only thing that matters. As long as it's free, you know. You got my vote. So these uh, 11.9 beers weren't free. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> we need free beer. Okay, so you know the week continues, right? I, I mean, the craziness of every single week, and you know. Fred, we used to do shows about, like, a singular issue. And, nope. and, and that's really before he got rolling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's right? got some good momentum now.
1: And, 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 and now it is just, it is such a gatling gun of scandal and of, uh, of, of just bad policy or drama. You know, it, it, it's, it's just amazing. And, uh, you it's know, never ending chaos. It, it really is. And, and, and in fact, I don't know if you saw the, maybe you chimed in on a post that I made this week about the anniversary of Obama's tan suit. Oh, yeah, the, you did see it. The five year anniversary. And a guy from the UK could not understand why I was posting that and thought I was being childish bringing that up. And he was totally missing the point. The point really was that. This is what we were talking about five years ago.
0: That the, was a scandal.
1: And, and it that was. was a scandal. A scandal. But that is correct. It was a tan suit. And and today I, that just seems so incredibly nonsensical compared to the the onslaught of shit that happens daily in this administration, right? I mean, we do this show basically once a week, and we have to figure out which ones to eliminate. <laughs>
2: there's always too much
1: <laughs> and, and and i'm always thinking that eventually it's going to stop right eventually it's like he makes up just new stuff all the time where there where there was yeah you know, it wasn't like you know whatever it was last week where okay that that is still rolling on you know you know his dissing imagine if you know obama would have dissed the danish prime minister it would have been a week's worth of coverage. Just, mm-hmm. you know, him in his tan suit, calling her nasty. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it. you know, the, the news would have never let it go. Um, so, I, I don't know. Uh, I think probably the, the biggest issue this week is, is probably the undoing of the medical deferments.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah that's just over the top. Bottom of the barrel. I know those sound opposite, but just, <laughs> <That's> just funny, <laughs> just disgusting. I mean, just to me, gut wrenching, disgusting. Because, yeah, no, be- really. Because it essentially is death death sentence for a number of these people. I mean, maybe we should explain. Sure. A little bit more what it is. Sure. It, it sounds like these people have come to the country under some type of visa, which they legally came into the country. Right.
1: Most were, I I don't know about if if there were um, undocumented residents or illegal entries, you know, from from these programs, but most uh, would appear to be that they came here legally. Right. At one point.
0: And then they were um, in need of medical care to sustain their life.
1: Yeah, and you come so, to another country, and all of a sudden, you know, millions of people are traveling every year, and all of a sudden, something occurs, right? right you're right, you're right. diagnosed with something, you get injured,
0: whatever. Well, then there was a program, I guess, that they could apply for extension of uh, their visas, and it was um, for medical purposes, you know, for them and their families. And I, I, it sounds like they have to reapply. I don't know if it's every year. But there's a, a application process that they have to go through, and so essentially, uh, you know, they were allowed to stay
1: in the U.S. while they were going through these treatments, legally stay in the U.S. Uh, without fear of deportation or whatever the beginning processes are of deportation. Um, uh, you know, because their their visas had expired. So, what the administration has decided to do or what they did let's not talk about what I mean I think there's a lot of misinformation about what's happened here um, and, and wrongful misinformation by the right because what they did was without warning anybody without even going to the media first right which is just so underhanded in a democracy is they sent a letter out stating a new policy that they will no longer review these cases and that their uh, status has been turned over to ICE and they are expected to leave the country in 33 days. Where did
0: they come up I with know, that? I know, the 33, is that's a I, weird thing, I right? haven't heard anybody put forth any reason they came up with that day. How- I, I will bet you 33 is some sort of,
1: like, code number for white nationalists. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, we'll use 33. You know, the dog whistle will be there for the for the Nazis, but uh, SS 33. Ooh, see, yeah, see, maybe.
2: tying it see? all together. Yeah,
1: Stephen Miller. I was gonna say this. Uh, this smells of Stephen. No, Miller. I think what Stephen Miller does, and now that new guy, what what they do is they just review all policies about immigration and say, okay, why do we have this? How do we screw with it? Right. I mean, I, th- I think that's essentially what happens, and so then the letter goes out. And I just here, here's my take on on this. And forget about the legal aspects of it, okay? I want to talk about the, the the humanity of it, the humanistic element. You have a child that is getting what you believe is the best, or at least you know, better, or maybe the best care in the world. You know, you come from Guatemala. You know, they're probably not going to have the kind of, you know, medical facilities that we have in the U.S. And or you're even from, you know, I don't know, Egypt. Right. But and your and your you're, your child's getting care. And then you get this letter saying you have to exit in 33 days. I mean, even if your case is reviewed and you are allowed to stay just imagine the additional angst that that person is going through and that's what this is about they know that they want to put these people through anguish you know you've made this point many times fred cruelty is the point cruelty is the point and and and, and that's really just uh, you know i mean if you want you know if we want to have a debate about whether or not this is right policy sure let's have that debate right? If they want to bring this up to the public, have Congress discuss it, get, get you know, people's appeal or, you know, uh, um, opinions on it, you know, wh- what is it costing us? You know, what happens if they're undocumented? What happens if they don't have uh, uh, medical uh, insurance? All of those things. That's we can, we can bring up all those things, but that wasn't the point of this.
0: No, absolutely not. And, you know, it's, just to add to the, the lowness of what they did. Like you said, they didn't inform the media. It just happened. And all of a sudden, these letters start appearing. And it seems like it was very well thought out how to target it because they went after the Boston area because I guess Boston Children's Hospital is considered one of the, like, uh, premier children's hospitals in the whole country. And they happened to have quite a few of these um uh right so it's it's targeted there. to be as mean as possible oh yeah 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 yep yep they they figured out where these people were and they targeted and that takes
1: time like yeah. you know that's that that's the conniving part <laughs> you know and so then they tried to back a little bit saying well ice is going to be reviewing this and then Ice says what? Hell to the <laughs> no! You didn't tell us about this. They, they didn't even know, right? Is that if, if the reporting is correct? Ice didn't even know that these letters were going out, right? And you know, and and ice isn't that that that's not their function. Oh, ice's function is basically deportation. Mm-hmm. That that you know, I mean, they're not border patrol. You, you know the. You know they're not DHS. You know they they their their function is, is is basically enforcement, and enforcement means. See. Yeah. Just just nuts.
0: And, and they sent the letters out with this 33 day period. Yeah. They have no appeals process attached to this. I mean, you would think that if you got a kid that if you unplug them from whatever they're getting from these hospitals, they're gonna die. You'd think there'd be some kind of avenue to try and appeal it to somebody. And I know they said ICE was going to handle that part of it. And like you say, ICE said, well... They, they don't even know how to do a review process.
1: You know, I mean, they're, what they do is, you know, bring people in front of judges after they detain them. Their, their, their function is not to make subjective calls. You know, their job is to look at things in a very black-and-white manner, and say, okay, you were given deportation orders, or you have overstayed your, your, your
0: visas, and, you know, there's a seat on the bus for you. Yeah, and, and you know, kind of here's the bottom line on this happening, is it's so typical of them, they they come forward with these policies and these programs, and they don't have any real plan in place to accommodate them, and it really reminds me. Well, oh, it's ineptitude. Yeah, well, yeah. It reminds me of when the whole uh, family separation mm-hmm. bullshit started down at the border. They're 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 tearing thousands of kids away from their parents. They don't even have a tracking system in place to eventually reunite the kids to the parents. They had nothing set up. No plan. No plan B. If this happens, you know, and, and I, I think they just don't care. They're just as evil and, and mean as you know, they can be in doing we're, this. We're,
2: we're
1: led to believe that this government is this really thick bureaucracy, right? And, you know, some of that is the deep state. And if that was really true, don't you think that there'd be, like, people in the lower levels who would say, well, we can't do this because we're not set up for that. You, you, you know, like, like, there would be stop gaps along the way just in a, in a bureaucratic sense, which, you know, one of the things that I think we have kind of learned through the Trump administration is that we don't have as many stopgaps, that, 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 that a few people can control Kind of what's happening, and that's that's the scary part, right? That that's the part where 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 you know people write about you know the threat to this democracy if uh, you know it becomes a uh, oh, talk about words I can't say kleptocracy, right? Just idiots running it, okay, and 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 that the 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 bureaucratic. Um, Machine isn't able to, you know, soften it and and make it look at the end like okay, this is the sausage we're turning out, right? That's not happening. It's like oh nope, well, we're good. not we're not going to turn out that sausage anymore. We're going to just make something you know
0: completely new come up. Well, they've gutted just about every agency that would <sighs> cause the stop gaps, or
1: or the leadership in those agencies are just saying, fuck it. Don't worry about that, you know? Oh, well, wait a minute. You know, somebody somewhere at DHS must have said, ICE doesn't know about this. Or, uh, well, what are we going to do about these kids that are on life support? Somebody must have said that before that letter went out. And I think the answer to those people was, don't worry about it. Do you think... I'm I'm making you do this.
0: Well, wait, wait. On that that thought, though, do you think... They let those people that might say something even know about it. I think you're, you're more right saying that right. No, the I, top three people. But here's the thing. Here's the, here's the, the top three I don't three think the letters haters. can go out.
1: See, you know, the, 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 the top three people, okay, who's in charge of DHS anymore, right? I don't know. Okay. Some <laughs> acting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that person isn't mailing the letters out. They don't even know who they are. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you know, to send the letters out to the right people you know that takes some level of bureaucracy it does and and what we're seeing is and it's it, it's eye opening to me it's absolutely eye opening and it's and it's eye opening for me and I I'm, I I will promise you this fred and you knobs when the democrats take over again or when progressives, because I don't even like the words Democrat or Republican, but when progressives take over again and we start looking at new agendas, not being able to do shit is not an excuse. I don't,
0: I'm not following
1: you. you. You know, whether it's party or, you know what, just make a rule. Just make a rule. I mean, Trump has shown how much power the White House administration can carry to do anything they want to do. So, you, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. and, and the only time Obama really used that was with DACA. And the whole freaking world went into a shitstorm. And you know what? That was light. <laughs> right? That was, that was nothing. You know? I want to see whoever it is get in there and pff, gun control,
0: health care, immigration. Oh, and you, just, you're saying just, just em, emulate what these clowns are doing and just start hammering yeah. them. I, 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 okay,
1: uh, I mean, I, I would love the political process to work like it's supposed to,
0: but it just doesn't. Do you think that if we end up taking back the White House, that whoever gets that position is going to try and put things back to the way they were with the, with the bureaucracies, the agencies full of the right people in the right places? Or do you think... I understand what you were saying. I, I think about. it depends on who wins. Like, uh, Biden, I think that's what he does. You know? And I think we talked about
1: this in prior episodes. I think he restores normalcy to government, to, you know,
0: the, the basic functioning level. Is it too late to, to get it back at least functioning?
1: Yeah. No, well, some parts, right? But um, but on the other hand, say, like, Elizabeth Warren gets in there, I want to see action. You know what I mean? I, I, I you know, and... and, and and my philosophy um, has kind of changed over the last couple of years, certainly in the era of Trump, but maybe even before that. Screw bipartisan crap. I'm, I'm all about partisan. Make the other team just, you know, freaking suck it up and go home losers. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, I, I would love to meet you halfway on gun control. But you know what? We're in power now. So, you know, we're banning assault weapons. You know, high-capacity magazines. And you know what? You're going to like it now. So that, that I, I'm, I'm really past the, the bipartisan efforts. And the first thing that will turn me off about any politician is when he says or she, we got to reach across the aisle. That immediately, you know, uh, presses my button and it's like, I don't want to vote for you. Well, I don't want people reaching across the aisle.
0: Who are you going to reach across the aisle to these days? Right. These guys on the right have ex- exposed themselves for what they truly are. Why would and sometimes even...
2: literally expose themselves too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Amen. Bottoms <laughs> up. Bottoms up. Why would so, you even want to? Duncan Hunter maybe? Uh. Why would you even want to try and reach across the aisle to any of them? Because th- these people have aligned themselves with a whack job, and they don't say yeah. shit all about anything he does. You, like, you,
1: know, you know what was probably my moment? Hmm.
0: Merrick Garland. Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that was probably my moment that said bipartisanship is out the window. There's 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 none of that left anymore. Mm. You know. All right. Let's talk about something that is a little bit more fun. Actually. Okay. Uh, I'm a but fun it, guy. But
0: it is serious. I'm a mushroom.
1: Uh, fun guy. <laughs> <It> <laughs> no, took me. A, yeah. It, it took no, me it too I, long I, I, I to get tell, done. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Uh, <laughs> The Trump-Fox breakup. Oh, God. <laughs> it is fun.
0: I, I, I got to give you that. It definitely
1: is fun. But it is serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the comments that I have written on my social media accounts, but I've pretty much used the same phrase everywhere uh, on, on all the different sites and you know comments. And that is... They never want to admit to creating the monster when it turns on them. Yep, yep. I, and I do not give, and you know, I will not give Republicans a pass. The ones that come to, you know, that you know, you know, Jesus moment. Oh, I'm sorry, we shouldn't Small have J. done J. this, huh? Small J. Yes. Okay. Uh, no, actually, Big J. In this Big case. J. Okay. Big J. In this case, but. Um, um, You know, uh, the latest one is uh, Joe Walsh, uh, small j. Yeah. uh, Because the big J is the guitar player. (laughs) Life's
0: been good to me so far. Yeah.
1: I I hate that they have the same name because I love Joe Walsh, the (laughs) musician. and, you know, the, the, the guy on uh, the talk radio who's on MSNBC a lot, and he's a never-Trumper, you know, all these people were complicit in building Trump. And some of them admit it, but I'm still not going to give a pass just because they admit it. And Joe Walsh is admitting it, too. Um, although his... He was almost taking credit for Trump. Well, you, you know what's interesting, though? His admission, I think, is at a deeper level and more serious than these other guys. I, I've been listening to him. And he's really falling on the sword. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't like the guy, you know what I mean but he's and I'm just hoping sidetrack, I'm just hoping that one of these never trumpers who th- are trying to primary him decide, ah, you know what let's let's let, let's grease our skids a little bit, to get some momentum by primary, but then go independent. get enough of a following. To go independent, steal some votes. and steal some boats. That I'm, I'm hoping that if, if if they don't if they don't have enough momentum, you know, they can declare independent now and it wouldn't matter. You know, right. Uh, but anyway, there I I, I did digress. Um, so now it's Fox's news turn, right? And Neil Cavuto goes on the air and he says, "We don't work for you." And now <laughs> Trump is pissed. I mean, it, it. They're both a joke, right? I mean, Fox, Are you listening to what you just said? You've been carrying this fool's water for more than two years.
0: Well, it started with the campaign. So you're uh, to- it started with birtherism. They
1: gave him all. Mm. all they gave him all the airtime he needed during birtherism. They've they literally launched his political career. I believe that. That. Fox gave him the um, platform the platform and the notion. Oh, you know people are listening to me. you know what I mean? You know How's your ratings when I'm on? you know I, I, I think that's kind of what has happened. but um, I, I, but I did read an article and I, I mentioned this to you before uh, we started rolling uh, on I think it was uh, Washington Post. And he was talking about the Fox-Trump breakup, and he put it in a totally different context about how dangerous it really is. And it was Trump's comments about how we need to find somebody new. And he's talking to his cult. He's talking to his base. And he's basically saying um, not only should Fox be pro-Trump, but me and my listeners expect them to be tr- pro-Trump. We expect to have, what did you call it earlier, uh, state-sponsored media. They expect that. And that's where Trump was using that leverage to say, we have to go somewhere new.
3: That's
1: dangerous. Uh, it, it really is. And it's it's the kind of thing that that is um, uh, damaging to democracy. You know, I mean, I, I, I you know, it, when Trump goes away and whoever steps up next, they're, they're probably not going to have that kind of cachet with, with Fox. Um, uh, you, you know, I, I was arguing with somebody the other day about where this all began. Where did the super bipartisanship begin? Well, do you can you think of a, a moment in time, or can you think of a some event that, that really changed uh, bipartisan, where, where, where the partisanship became as vile as it is now. So vile that I don't even want bipartisanship. I'm part of the problem.
0: <laughs> Tag me. Not <laughs> uh, really. I, uh, I, I can't put my finger on a particular <clears throat> instance. They, they didn't like my response. It started with
1: Rush Limbaugh talking about and his attitudes of electing a black man. That's, that, to me, is... We we didn't have this level of partisanship with Bush.
0: No, not at all.
1: Right? I mean... I, didn't like the guy. Didn't like the guy. and Didn't agree with you, anything he did, but... You know, actually, there was probably a few things I did agree with that he did, right? I mean, that... You know, I wouldn't say anything, right? But Obama comes into power, and that is, like, right at the peak of Rush Limbaugh, or maybe he's already peaked but talk radio black president and that's when it started you know I mean I can, I can remember arguing with my my, my my corporate coworkers about the Bill Clinton election and the world was going to be you know crumbling down if Bill Clinton was elected and Hillary was first lady and her health care ideas and all of those things Sitting at the Redcoat Tavern, <laughs> drinking vodka, my very first entree into drinking vodka straight, right? So, and, and I'm with conservative, and they were, at that time, at least a better example of conservative Republicans. But our conversations were never personal. I never thought these people were vile. I never thought that they were truly deplorable and that their actions were to hurt other people you know it was different political spectrum so it wasn't clinton it wasn't bush it was obama and then factor obama with talk radio and i think you have why this is happened
0: well yeah now that you bring that up that that definitely is what kicked it off the 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 audacity of putting a black person in the white house well that's the biggest thing in their, in their white mean, america be, because that the, poked the bear
1: what 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 I also see is the difference, and this is where Obama's naivete comes in. Was nobody tried harder to reach across the aisle than Obama? He he went he 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 tried to be a moderate and couldn't pull that off. And so you have to ask yourself why not? You know, the deporter in chief.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He was known as the deporter-in-chief. What more do Trumpsters want than a guy that deports more people? <laughs> and he's he still is deporting more people than Trump. You know, now he's deporting more criminals. Anyway. I, I, I think... Um, um, so, back to the Fox News thing. <laughs> it was a good rant, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> but um, So now, you know, him and Fox do we really think they're done though? See that's why it's it's this is more faux Fox. More theater. Right? Faux news. This is what this is, right? I don't think it's contrived theater, I think it's theater, but they're gonna be back in in graces, you know. But I did see an article, something about how, you know, we know Tucker Carlson has been losing sponsors. I've heard the Fox News is bleeding. Even though their listenership has been steady and they carry most of the the political news shows right they're still number 1 i've heard, i've heard that they're they're bleeding because of uh, sponsors and <laughs> advertising how are they number 1 oh that's easy that that's an easy but no 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 here, here's why okay you you've got you Tell know me about it. 37 to 40% deplorable's out there whatever the number is right you know you got that you, you got the those that don't care about politics right so out of the group that, that concern themselves with politics. The right, or the Trumpsters, have Fox News. The left has oh. CNN, so MSNBC, up, right? you know, CNBC, local news, whatever, right? You know, uh, 90 Day CNN. Fiance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> love that show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so guilty pleasure. Yeah, I, I'm forced, but I watch it. <laughs> and then, and then the other day. Oh, hey, by the way, this is important. Okay. Uh, you know we have struggled for a nickname for my gal. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you know doesn't want to use her name, and I always say my gal, my fiance, whatever. Uh, sugar bear. Sugar bear. Sugar bear is what she wants to be known as. So wow. if I say sugar bear, we know we're talking about
0: her. Why? She has a sweet tooth. Okay. All right. Yeah, I thought it had something to do with the the, the ninety day thing.
1: <laughs> no, no. But she's the one that makes me watch the show. So that's what made me think. And I said, "Oh, I'll, I'll mention that on the air today." Sugar Bear. Uh, Sugar Bear. Um. Anyway. Uh. So that's that's really why Fox News always wins.
0: Man, I didn't think.
1: It's because it. the the left spreads their viewing out in more directions. Okay. You know, that makes good there's sense. There's only one other station, really, that is for the right. That's uh, One American Network. Um, you know, we're like we're. To- uh, uh, never heard of it. it. Not everyone carries it. Sometimes it's like, you know, in the premium, premium packages. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Tommy Lauren got her start there. You know, the little blonde? No. Really?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Oh, she's in the news lately. What does she do? Well, she, she's a huge Trumpster. She 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 left OAN and went on to Fox News. Uh, and then she launched this line of like yoga wear, like yoga pants and everything, called the Freedom Line. Okay. Nope. Uh, well, I, I don't expect you would know that. Okay.
5: okay. Hmm. But
0: guess where it's made? China. China. <laughs> China. It's made in China. Where yeah. do you think it's made? Brand new line of clothes. Made. Called freedom. <laughs> uh, that's her. Not nah, sharing a photo of her. You know, it's full tolls. It's a well-known fact. Oh, I don't care. For, and, and, I don't and care you, for blondes. And, and you know, I'm a you know, You, guy, you, you, you so know what? You know what her? That's you know what know her, her, her excuse is for
1: starting it in China? No. Well, to get her business up and running, that's where you have to start.
0: It's the American way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. If you want to start in America, you can if you're willing to pay for it. There's a, there's no
2: barrier to entry to to making clothes. Are you saying we US. should launch the podcast in China first? That's that that is key. <laughs> 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 of course, of course. This week
0: we would have been arrested. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, dissenters.
1: Yeah. yeah. they they nabbed one of the big guys down there. All right. What else we got? You wanted to bring up. Um, Read the.
0: Uh... Well, you got to bring up the the, um, the Madeline Westerhout thing.
1: <laughs> again, makes me laugh.
0: <laughs> this should make all of you laugh.
1: Because oh, oh. <laughs> when I told you. Okay, so. You got to well, tell wh- it Why don't again. you set it up so then I can talk? I'm, I'm good. Well, it, this is
0: uh, Dear Leader's uh, personal assistant, and I guess she's been with him since. Just after the election, yep. I guess, because she came out of the RNC and she was a bleeding heart, dear leader, supporter, crying on the night he was elected, blah, blah, blah. So she's been with him all the way. And uh, I guess recently. She...
1: Wait, wait, actually, you got a uh, little backwards. Oh, do she it? wasn't with him all the way. She was a Romney person. She was crying when he won because she didn't want him to win. She she was fearful of a Trump presidency,
0: so she went to work for him.
1: And then he offered her a juicy position, and like everybody else, they sell their soul.
0: Yes, well, especially a twenty five year old. Yes.
1: Yeah. I. I. I you know. Uh, what was the other gal?
0: Oh Hicks. Yeah. Same. Same, Hicks. same. kind of thing. You they kind of look like each other in a strange way. Are they like the Trump wives, like Stafford wives? Yes. Yes. I, I thought you were
2: going to say Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, she don't look like Lewinsky. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, you uh, know, I, you, I'm thinking
1: it's it's kind of like tan suit. So, so non, in, <laughs> so inconsequential
0: at this point, right? Will hmm. there be a problem with Monica, a Tiffany problem? Uh, <laughs> okay, so keep going. <laughs> We're gonna get there. Yeah, yeah. So keep going. With what you saying? So Madeline Westerhout, uh, I guess she, she's been his personal assistant. She sees. She, her her desk is right outside the oral She's a gatekeeper. She's the gatekeeper. She sees all people that go in, all people that come out, uh, all the paperwork that passes in and out of the oral in office. In fact, she's
1: probably more of a chief of staff. Than the chief of staff. Than the acting chief of staff. Oh, acting, that's right. Well, he's sort of pseudo, right? Because he kind of took the role, but then he didn't want to take the role of Mulvaney. But he's, where's Mulvaney? You
0: never see Mulvaney anymore. No, never. Okay, so, so anyways, I, I guess she recently had uh, dinner and drinks with um, some press corps people when they were in New Jersey on the most recent uh, vacation, and uh, she said some stuff about dear leader and his family, and his personal family, his personal family stuff, and either a. Somebody leaked it back to Dear Leader, or B, the theory, the second theory I've heard is that there were some people that didn't quite care for her too much, and they ratted her hmm. out. And they they did some off, it was an off-the-record comment, but I know Blotto has a, some... Feelings on that subject, so I'll, I'll kind of hand it off to him at that point.
1: Yeah, so um, what I saw was on, I think it was Raw Story reporting for Politico, and I got the political article opened up. Um, but basically what Madeline may have divulged, and but before I go there, because it'll be a showstopper, because <laughs> there's nothing to trump it, uh, is when you said off the record. You know, really, there really wasn't off-the-record protocol broken here. So we don't know who, what reporters were sitting around them. And uh, Nicole Wallace really had an interesting take on this um, on MSNBC. She was talking about when they were on the road, when she was in the, she was a spokesperson for the Bush administration. Right. You know, they got to know these reporters fairly well because they traveled together as a clique often. And, you know, the reporters were always trying to get the administration people drunk, <laughs> and she said often it worked. Like she, she admitted, yeah. But you still, you 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 still always knew kind of what was off the record and what was not off the record, and unless you were drunk, um, it, the really bad bad stuff, you would ho- hold back even if it was off the record because you don't want those leaks. Um, So in in this particular situation, um, I know some news medias are saying that uh, whoever leaked this broke that protocol of off-the-record. And I think that's uh, disingenuous because off-the-record means if you're breaking that, you're divulging it to the public. Right. Or maybe you're you're not divulging the details, but you're saying so-and-so told me. So there's kind of two off-the-records attribution, and the content. And in neither one of these cases, that happened. You know? And uh, Phil Rucker of, I think it's, uh, is it WAPO? Yep. He, he's been the one called out on this. But he may have told other people what she said, but that doesn't mean he's breaking the protocol off the record. It's not like... You know, Pinky Promise Secret. <laughs> you know, now if he broke Pinky Promise Secret, okay. Whoa, it'd be like that. That I understand, right? So, um, uh, but the fact is, you know, even if he told other people, and then it got back down to Trump. So Raw story uh, was quoting Politico, and I opened up the Politico article today about because one of the one of the things that was running through the news here today because it wasn't made public is what did she say? <laughs> like. What, what, what are all the? Why, why did she get fired, and what did she say? And I'm, I'm looking for a good quote, but I can't find it. But according to these folks, what she said was, uh, Trump no longer likes to take photos with his daughter Tiffany because he thinks she's fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, maybe that. It's always believable.
0: Oh, of course, right?
1: It's always this believable. This guy, oh
2: my
1: god, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe who knows if even Trump said that? But that is what she said, and uh, she probably would know. <laughs>
3: it's
0: uh, so if it's
1: not true, I like to pass along a rumor. What the heck? I'm not. <laughs> Who's Phil Tiffany's
0: mom? Which, which oh God! Is I don't even know. Mama? I don't even which, know which which baby baby mama is is her mother. But then S- the fact check stormy Stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see. Know, I, seriously, that's not a. You, what was Ivanka's mother? Ivana. Ivana. Yeah. Is that an Ivana offspring? No, no. I don't think. Well, so. Who was after Ivana? There was Marlo Maples. She might be Maples. Yeah, them good Christian values. You, you, we don't even know who the parents are of these fat children.
1: Fred, good what? Christians have divorce and have multiple spouses. Don't disparage but, good
0: Christians with, with this administration. but what causes, Trump. What causes the divorce? Cheating with porn stars, <laughs> having children, <laughs> dogs and cats living together. Uh. Humanity. Uh, humanity.
1: <laughs> let's get out of here. My 11.9 is really, really setting in. All right. Well, and we we, we, we got to get to the next segment. We promise people a fun next segment.
0: One of those people just came down and was kind of putting pressure on us to finish.
1: Um, We, we have important business to take care of here at Pottoms Up. Okay. All right. No, I'm talking about the, the yeah, the, the discussion that we just had. Not the discussion we're going to have. Oh, okay. Right? The important
0: business. The rest is just, just for fun. Just filler? The yeah, reason for filler. the season? Why we're here?
1: The, the, re- the other is just a reason for me to
0: invite over all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go beer two. Okay. All right. Bottoms up. Cheers. And we're back. And we are. With a crew. With... We got a boatload. We got a full house. A boatload of podcasters.
1: Uh, as I I guess you could say, promised, right? We got a special episode here, uh, you know, in our second segment. Um, and we don't often take requests on topics from our listeners because <laughs> we don't get them. But,
0: <laughs> but, but if we did. but if
1: Well, we did. We actually did. Uh, well, I don't know if he's a listener, he's uh, more of a friend. Uh, 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 Thor the hammer thrower. Wh- wh- <laughs> what is it again? <laughs> <Dill. laughs> or Dill?
5: Thor the hammer god. But uh... oh, oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so Dill. Yes. Um, you, you, a couple of weeks ago, you had suggested to me about a possible podcast topic, and it was about really, I I, I don't really know how to describe it. Is it is the topic kind of you know rock and roll music in the day and age of today like like today or is it more is rock dead because we're just also uh you know fans of classic rock and that seems to have changed or gone away so that's kind of the topic and it was you know i appreciate your suggestion to say hey why don't you throw it out there so uh, we have gathered some of our best rock and roll friends to talk about it and a round table besides uh, uh, Dill the Hammer. Uh, Dill Hammer. <laughs> Dill Hammer from Belgium. Dil, Dil. It'll make more sense in a moment. <laughs> that, that, that is awesome. Dill Hammer. Hammer with the accent, right? Gotta, oh, yeah.
0: You got to go with the accent. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's from um, Greenland.
1: And, and then uh, uh, returning um, because. Uh, Bucket, you have also discussed with us um, our topic uh, episode, whatever it was, 12 or 13 concerts. or something. Concert venues. Yes. Big concerts versus little concerts.
3: A long concerts. time ago I was here.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also joining us is uh, Dubs. Uh, and, uh, no ass. We'll, we'll dub? I don't know. Um, it's probably not fair to talk about age, but I have to because uh, Dub is younger than the rest of us. But I think that she brings more to the conversation about classic rock versus new rock than just about anybody else at the table. So very, very welcome. I concur. Up. So yes. say hello. Hello. Good enough. And then in the <laughs> peanut gallery we have a pig who, uh, just like the last episode uh, that we that he joined, he stalked
0: around. We will be orbiting the table, <laughs> taking, as we taking talk. shots. Yes. Yeah. Squeaking chairs. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so we have a, a, a full crew. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to uh, the hammer first. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Oh, oh, oh! The beer. Thank you. Thank you so much, Fred. Da-da-da-da-da.
0: Mississippi Queen. There you go. Okay, we
1: uh,
0: We do have a beer first. Who brought it? You sing it. Dill the hammer is a song. Dill hammer. <laughs> it isn't how. Dill hammer. Who brought got it?
3: Mississippi Queen in the head. Uh, is
0: this Dilhammer? This is Dilhammer beer. Dilhammer, please tell us. <laughs> and about what do we got please. here, Dil? Oh, we have a, a wonderful uh, ale from uh,
5: Belgium. It's a World uh, Beer Cup uh, winner from 2012. But hopefully the beer's a little uh, fresher than, than that. that yeah. But But uh, what kind is, of beer is it? It is a uh, brown uh, ale.
0: An Abbey Ale.
4: So An I don't,
5: Abbey I, I don't know.
4: Is it like Downton
0: Abbey?
5: Abbey Normal. Abbey Normal. That's <laughs> what I would expect. Caramel and roasted notes from dark malts. Okay. It's supposed to be uh, robust in taste. What's the alcohol smooth, content? Smooth yet refined. <laughs> yeah, cut to the chase. Sixty-two <laughs> percent. No, that can't be right. Uh, we might those, be. We've had. <laughs> those That's those what we before. had already. Six point five percent alcohol content. Okay,
1: so we're not uh, we're not kissing our sister. No, no, no. So uh, it's legit beer. Wonderful uh, product from Belgium. Uh, so. I I think I did explain to you that we do Michigan beers. <laughs> no. Well, if you did,
5: <laughs> it, uh, it escaped my mind. Uh, I, I thought uh, we would
2: tour I, the world today. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, there's a sister city, right? The sister city of Saginaw, Michigan, uh, happens to be Auslungsberg. <laughs> yes. Um,
2: do we know
1: any... Uh, which is in Belgium, I didn't guess. Didn't we just Rockers. buy them? Uh, oh, I like that. Black Leopard? Instead of... European companies buying Michigan breweries,
2: right? We just buy. We should buy Belgian European breweries. European cities.
4: Pig, what was that you said?
2: I forgot. Uh, <laughs> he
4: said, "Do I we know any of- German rappers?" Yeah.
1: Uh, Dub says she does. <laughs> no, she says no, that was I a question. Confirming oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Well, let's uh, you know, give the give the beer a taste. Potoms up. Potoms up.
2: Oh, this is legit. I like it. This is this really legit. It's got a great aroma to it. <laughs> great mouthfeel. It's because it's highly carbonated. Yes. Compared to the last beer.
0: Oh,
3: yeah. Thor so done good This is This
0: definitely tastes more like a tra- traditional brown than the last one did. The last one just tasted like straight alcohol. <laughs>
1: Bucket, <German laughs> if, if you haven't beer. tried the last beer that we had, which was a Founders Barrel bourbon, um, one it wasn't... <laughs> I, I like I'm I said curious. especially compared to beer, it was hardly a beer. Yeah. It, it was, was like it was a mixed drink. drink. It was a oh, strong. And I would Jack like, and like and that. Coke bring it like it, all
3: nice.
1: it was twelve percent alcohol. It was yeah. a Starbucks rum and coke. That's <laughs> 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 Sumatra coffee, twelve uh, percent alcohol. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you could taste the alcohol. See that's the difference. Yeah, we've had high alcohol content. Alcohol
3: part sounds good, not the coffee part. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember any coffee. <laughs> the
2: first few sips were very coffee-y, but after that, uh, I don't remember any coffee. All the taste buds were drowned so. so so Twelve
3: percent do The coffee's in the
2: like a mixed drink, and
0: like you feel the fumes in your mouth afterwards. That's yeah, what like that, whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what that beer was like. So, uh, for me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, oh yeah, we, you were gonna go for me on the last one. Yeah. I was gonna go for me. Yeah, that's, that's not
2: yeah. typically my style, but that was for me. Okay. I, I, we, I, I, didn't I say the twelve percent was all going to, <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. To, yeah. to to say we love this beer? You know, it's for me for that right. reason.
1: But um, yeah, th- this one's already probably on its way for for me. That's but I don't it? know where you'd find it. <laughs>
2: Belgium? Well, I'm savoring the mystery <laughs> Belgium,
1: of the yeah. ages right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the 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 label and the carton were almost all in German. I mean, they did like like English was the second language on this thing.
5: Yes, very much so. So, did you go to Belgium? No, I I went to a uh, a store that specialized in uh, microbrews worldwide microbrews and worldwide ones. So, I uh, just picked up what uh, yeah. looked interesting to me. You do, do you want to give a shout
1: out? Yeah, you do you, you know the name of the place absolutely not okay <laughs> I, I I owe sugar bear a uh, a six pack of atwater's cherry stout okay because we were down at the Atwater brewery uh, last weekend mm-hmm. she had a cherry stout she wanted to buy it there at the brewery I didn't want to wait I said well we can get that anywhere well apparently we can't. <laughs> So now I'm I'm in the doghouse on that one. Well, it's
5: on the corner of 16 and spec, right next to a. Well, uh, that's where uh, I go. Yeah, oh, there that's you, where you go. Too. Oh, okay, Parkway. Oh, okay, Parkway, Parkway, yeah. Parkway. It's Parkway, oh, yeah. right next to a Dairy Queen. That's Absolutely, well, there well, you if, go. If, you got to watch
0: those guys in the Dairy Queen parking lot, because I've almost got sideswiped. By those Blizzard masks. It is. <laughs> the a, blizzard it is bastards. 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 They do not pay attention at the drive-through because they're slurping their Blizzard. Yeah, they're pretty wired trying, trying to sugar. get uh, them. Yeah, beans. Yeah, yeah, they uh, need their fix. Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I'm going to pick it back up where I, I started going um, before the beer interrupted us. But, um, uh, Dale, this was your kind of idea to have as a top, and when we were sort of chatting prior to, to getting together. You asked me whether or not you wanted to be pro or con. This is the state of rock. And you thought you could play either way. Correct. So tell us, where, where do you think the state of rock and roll is today? And then we'll take it from there. I think rock and roll is not dead, but I think it's wounded.
5: Uh, it's becoming more of a niche uh, to me, as more music genres uh, explode uh, before us. I think it'll always be there in a part of it, but it's just becoming a smaller slice.
1: Do you think, you say a niche, do you think that, that, that the genres of rock are getting um, more narrowly defined then? I think they're being more crowded out oh, by just okay.
5: the sheer amount of music that's also out there as well and the availability to get it, and the number of radio stations that you could listen to, and types of music. So it just, it becomes a smaller and smaller market. Um, And it was clearly defined before as you would buy a record, and you would listen to Side A, and you would listen to Side B, and that evolved into CDs, and now we're evolving into more... Well,
1: but let me tag on to that. You bought a record, and you listened to Side A and Side B, but you also had, you know, in Detroit area, we had basically... Three rock and roll radio stations that competed, but we're all
3: playing the same thing. Yes, right.
1: W four,
3: WRAF, uh,
1: and AB, uh, A-B- WABX. A-B-X, right. A-B-X, yeah. So those Steve Donald, um, and 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 and
3: um, LLZ for You know a Steve
1: while. Costan? you remember? Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, I'm I'm he's f- country now, isn't he? No, no. I'm frenemies with him on Facebook. Oh wow, he's a he's a Trumpster. We. <laughs> We argue all the time. <laughs> I don't know how I got connected, like I actually do. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, but those three stations were almost always playing the same music, and in, in, in that genre that we call classic rock and roll. Correct. Right. Uh, today, it's not as easy to define what is rock and roll. Is that what, or 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 is it? Like like. Like what you were alluding to, I think to myself, if I, had to, if I had to break up music today, especially in the rock genres, you know, is there blues rock? Is there country rock? Is there other? And I'm and I'm not even expanding this as much as I'd want to. But is there more sub-segments that make it harder to say, oh, this is really rock and roll? Oh, and you know, there's a lot of subsects now. That
5: eh, but beyond that, kid rock is out there. That's rock and roll. Now, he's been around for 10 or 15 years, but rock and roll is alive, it's well. He's a really classic is. example. Well, is it, it
1: well? That's not what you said before. Uh, no. Well, it's shrinking, but, you know, but
5: he, he has his market, and he fills up his uh, theaters and arenas, wherever he goes to, and he does his job, and he does a great job at it. But uh, yep. could he fill up the palace three nights in a row like uh, maybe a pop star could? Probably
3: not. <sighs> I think other bands you could compare to him is Jack White, any Jack White bands, and also the Black Keys. I mean, they're not the same music as Kid Rock, but similar, like where they can draw a crowd. But yeah, mean, it is a good question. Like, could they it, fill it, up... Yeah, like a well, for fun rock, for fun time <laughs> rock and roll.
5: Now, Jack White, I consider pushing the envelope of what rock could be and what rock is becoming. So I see him... Yeah, they're opening up new areas and pushing new envelopes.
1: Well, no, and, and, and he definitely pushes that envelope, but it's still, if you don't consider it rock, you still got to consider it something. Right. Like, I mean, he he has a lot of innovation in his music. I, I, I would still say it's it, it's it's in the rock genre. I
3: would do, I think there are a lot of subcategories. Would I you mean, say there's pop, probably like I mean, 10 at least?
0: are like roots. Does pop have the roots in rock? I mean, yeah.
3: I, I think it
1: depends, right? I mean, yeah, kind of what you're saying. It all depends upon the band. But I, but see, here's what I'm noticing: the folks that we're mentioning are not really new rock.
3: They're newer than traditional <laughs> They're newer classic than rock. How
1: We see that's <laughs> my agreed
3: point. agreed. That, that is
1: exactly if my you want to
3: get newer, I would go for Larkin Poe or Greta Van Fleet to bring in like some newer youngsters that are still rocking it out. That's st-
5: and uh, with with authority and attitude too, which is what rock and roll is. To me, it's it's the attitude. Oh,
1: I like where you're going.
5: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh, what you, what you're bringing to the music, and it's how it's making you feel. So, uh, Greta Van Fleet, I went and saw them. Uh, they were a little harder than what I particularly like, but I really respected them. They had grooves of of. of uh, into their music that I'd never heard before, they were introducing me to new sounds. And but that's you think music- Barry
1: Manilow is hard rock?
3: Well, <laughs> well
5: only Col- only the song Col- Cabana. but
3: uh- <laughs> you
5: got to turn that one down right. a little bit. You know?
1: It hurts the ears. No, no, but like like Greta's an interesting case study in, in this discussion, right? Because Greta to me has the classic rock sound, and I always like to make the argument that classic rock is a genre and not just because it's old, right? That, that you hear music and you say, that's classic rock. So, you know, maybe uh, Black Keys haven't hasn't been around as long as, uh, you, you know, the Rolling Stones, but they make a classic rock sound.
5: Alabama Shakes is a, is a group that's out there that I love right now that has, to me, a classic rock rock sound and is pushing an envelope with a little bit more soul added to
4: it, which they, is awesome. I
3: do like that band myself. I don't know if I would have like said they're classic rock, but they are a form of rock in my mind, for sure. Yeah, they're pushing the envelope, like Jack White, I guess. And, and maybe in.
5: they become classic in 30 years. Maybe time is the test of what's... Well, that's
1: why I, I don't think time is the test for, to me, what classic rock is. I see it as a genre and, and not just the passage of time. But I don't... But rock has been, I don't know, like so watered down with so many bands. Like when we were talking, you know, you listen to a band, you bought an album, side A, side B. I mentioned the rock and roll stations. And then there was the promotion behind it. And everyone knew, you know, um, whenever I think about promoting rock bands bigger than they should have been, Boston always comes to mind. A great band, but, you know, the... Record companies just got behind them and said, "We're going to make you superstars." And I don't, you know, and all of a sudden, then they they were superstars. Today, that doesn't happen, right? Does it, not it, with uh, rock, but with, with pop, pop, with yes. pop stars. That's with, with all that happens with, with pop. And we're talking, but <laughs> but we're talking about rock. And you know, is there is there a band that we? Feel, I mean, Greta was kind of getting some of that momentum, but is there a band out there that that you know? gets that push either from media or from industry to say, okay, you're the next great rock band. And They're not getting the push because... Because
3: the pop bands are getting it. And there's no money. <laughs>
1: if You can't make Follow them, the money. Yeah, they're going to
3: follow yeah. the
5: money train. So I, if it isn't there, they're, they're going to go somewhere else. All right, so
1: I want to play a game here, okay? Oh I'm going to give you... Uh, this are the top rock songs on Spotify right now. Okay. And I'll give you either the name of the song or the band. You tell me which one it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whether well, it's the song or the band. Yeah. <laughs> Big,
2: okay. Wow. This is this uh, you. You going around the table, or is this like a I don't know. It's a, not a hand
1: thing, but okay, just go ahead. okay. What's it? What is it? Um, lampshades on fire.
3: Never heard of it. it song. Like
1: song.
5: Band. Dylan. <laughs> Oh, it's one of my favorite bands. I
4: think it's a dub. Never heard of it. If she hasn't heard of
2: it, okay. This is the number
1: three song for the week under the rock genre on Spotify. So what does that say about our little discussion? Well, that that's that's where I want to go with this. Like like (laughs) like, we only can think in terms of classic rock. (laughs) Well, what's two? Shots.
3: Nope.
1: <laughs> band, band, band or that song. Band, band or song. song. That song.
4: It's got to be a song.
1: Now, if I told you the band name, you would you would know the band name. Imagine Dragons.
4: Okay. Yes, mm. I do know. Are them. they rock? I would not classify them as they rock. They are
5: what
0: do progressive.
1: Do what do you call
5: i I'd say
4: they're pop rock.
1: rock progressive pop. Or
5: yeah. Yeah,
4: I'd say more pop rock.
1: And is that what all these would be? So, so Lampshades on Fire is Modest Mouse. No.
4: Oh, they are uh, opening for the Black Keys. No, they're,
5: they're a rock band. They, and I love them. They're great. So, if are I would have told you Modest Mouse. You didn't know that but you did. I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't know that song. I, I apologize to everybody. No, <laughs> but that's key to
3: this discussion. It must be great if they're opening for the Black Keys. But no, I can
5: agree with you. I have quite a few of their songs, so it up. But I don't know that one, but now I'm going to check that one out.
2: What else you What's got What's number
5: there?
0: one? What's number one? All Time Low. That's a band. That sounds familiar. Yeah, that's a band. We almost ran them over in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. They, well, you probably would have done something came, in your They came rock running rock out dirt. into the crosswalk, and literally, we almost hit them. How
1: do you know it was them?
0: Because Emily, Emily used to love
4: those guys. I, I saw them also?
0: twice at the film. Never movie. heard them. Took Emily. I've heard
4: of twice. them. Emily the the in, film or Detroit?
0: Yeah, Emily immediately recognized them. Where were you? I guess, huh? We, we checked them out, and they were doing a promo at a guitar shop. That day, so they were down in uh, Hollywood. Well, I'm
5: glad you didn't hit them. That would have been their all-time low. Uh, but, uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> poop. Yeah.
1: Well, you know the name of the song is "Kids in the Dark," so maybe you know that what? would be apropos for us. Well, no, I think they wrote they wrote that song about the time they were almost run over in L.A. It could be. <laughs> That's why they wrote
0: that song, "Kids in the Dark," because they all had Starbucks made. in their hand and it's hot as hell out, and they're wearing winter knit hats, and it was them um, for sure. They're high energy and girl. Band. Dubs, do you know
1: Kids in the Dark? No. Or I should say, all time low.
4: I've heard of them. I know people that like them, but I've never heard a song by them. That's girl. I think.
3: That's I think around. you underestimate Dubs. Um,
1: girl. Uh, well, no, oh, yeah. no, 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 you, no. I just. It, no,
3: I mean, I, you don't realize how similar to us Dub is. No, I do. The fact that I, she's I do. Young.
1: I, I, I think I do. I'm and Dove
3: should maybe talk her engaged about in the conversation. people her age and the the music they like and how it differs so widely from what you like.
1: So, some of these uh, names that we have mentioned, uh, we're not sure that we would classify them in the rock genre. Correct. And so, that's where I kind of go back to what I said: is there are lots of different splinter groups within dro- it, it you know, in the genre now, and and is that convoluted, right? Well, I mean, I mean, it, can, there, what's the, can there be another great classic rock band?
5: Given. Yes, of course there can be
1: and there will be. Oh. Given. Oh.
5: Given time. If Greta is still together 30 years from now, the, then. And they've released 20 recordings, then they, by definition,
1: become classic. See, I think they've already missed. I, I was just thinking about this the other day, driving down the road. I think Greta's already missed. They they, they should have their third album out already, and they don't. Well, and again,
5: I agree. But time will tell whether they're even together five or ten years from now.
3: Okay, but that's one. But if you take the classic word out of there, you still have the rock part, and that's what's important, right? (laughs) We still need the rock. (laughs) Some form of it.
5: Well, classic is that defined by the fact that you can listen to uh, 19th Nervous Breakdown, Or a Beatles song, 50 years from now, it'll sound just as good and fresh then as it did the day it came out. Is that what makes it classic the time it comes out? Uh, There are songs that have came out, when I knew they came out, that they were destined to be classic. Hotel California, I remember distinctly the first time I heard that song. That is going to be a classic rock song. And it's stood and the you have a time. point
3: because there's a lot of people that weren't even born when those songs came out that love them now and go to and them. I would
5: know that 50 years from now someone's going to hear that song and they're just going to it 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 just it was so unique it had a sound to it and a feel to it that evoked an emotion in you uh, that had not been captured before and I knew that when it was happening. And there's been other songs like that where "Papa So Out" that is an incredible song. Who is that
1: artist? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, there are songs that, that you hear that you, you think are gonna stand the test of time. Right. If that's what makes it, you know, you know, classic rock. And um,
3: I felt that way when we saw Larkin Poe as an opener band. I didn't even know them. Usually, when I don't know a band, it might take me a while to warm up, but I immediately liked them and I felt like encouraged that rock really was not dead when I heard them rocking it out.
1: You, you know, blues rock is, I think, um, tough to, to, to qualify sometimes, you know, because they're in the blues True. rock. And, um, you know, I kind of had like an eye opening moment when we went and saw Walter Trout. And uh, I had my brother with me, and he's like, eh, whatever, on the blues, but he's listening to Walter Trout jam out, and he said to me, this isn't blues, this is rock. And uh, Pig, do you remember that? Yeah. And he was like, this isn't, and he was really excited, he's like, this is rock, (laughs) and I'm like, no, it's blues.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and we're enjoying it at the same level, right? We're, we're both enjoying it at the same level, but it become kind of this really nuanced discussion about whether it's blues or whether it's rock or rock blues. And uh, coming into, in, into this topic today, I, I, I was thinking a lot about the blues because part of what I would consider the continuation of rock are all these great blues artists the newer guys, the Kenny Wayne Shepherds, the Joe Bonamassos, yeah. and they don't get credit for
0: rock.
3: No. Why
0: Which don't they sad. get credit for rock? Yeah,
3: why don't they? I wonder that They're too. They're not
0: even on the radar of most people who who would consider themselves classic rock people. And, you know, uh, I and forget and the same Joe. Same
3: with Gary Clark Jr. Same. Like It seems like a lot of people don't even know who he is, and that just like yeah. amazes me. That... I'm,
1: I'm trying to think of the Joe Bonamassos song I heard today on Bluesville, but it's like this is in every way a rock song.
5: Every way. Well, the origins of rock and roll is the blues.
3: That's what the pig always says. Well, 100%. That's, no, it is. What, He's that's just what like, like Val <laughs> So
5: they've never, I mean, the Rolling Stones at their core, they're a blues
3: band. That is true. You yeah, know, well, their last
5: two albums have been blues. Exactly. So, I mean, I, mean, I Exile
0: mean, Main Street is blues. Right. So the, the the heart of rock and roll is the blues. You know, but, you, but, but, you got to ask, though, does the. The, the term blues and the fact that you're hearing these bands on blues radio, are they maybe getting shoved aside from an audience that they could have? Because you talk to people about rock and roll, and if they don't necessarily make the connection to blues... They're not going to be interested in listening to blues because they think it's going to be muddy waters or one of the Robert Johnson or one yeah, of those yeah, guys yeah. crying about their dog dying mm-hmm. or something. That's when, when in actuality,
3: <laughs> that is It is rock.
0: <laughs> no, no. Well, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, we going do, to the do the a lot. Well, they,
1: but, they do crying about their women, but 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 I could be accused of doing the same thing <laughs> with country. Like you know, my, my daughter tells me that I've got to listen to uh, you know Zach Brown. And I've listened to a little bit of Chris Stapleton. And I love
0: Chris Stapleton. And, and he's, he's,
1: he's, to me,
0: he's. I don't consider him country. No. He's, I consider
5: he's him a hybrid. Nashville. He's a hybrid. Which no, is not me. country to well, me. Well, he's country rock to me.
3: Yes, I would call it country rock, and I just struggle with. Are you, are you ever really going to
1: hear Chris Stapleton on, on RIF?
0: No. That's my point. What does RIF even play these days? I mean, is there anything new? Which I mean, could be all a the
1: topic new stuff it's really itself. heavy. How many to I think a lot of it is really heavy. Radio. Is what you you would consider? Yeah, I think that's it. So I I, was, I looked up the top uh, uh, ten songs on on Spotify rock. This is the top uh, whatever on Billboard. So Billboard magazine, Billboard website, they still track all this stuff. So top ten uh, rock on Billboard. Number one song, and you know. Bottoms Up Glass, to anyone who knows the band.
0: Hey, look, ma, I made it.
1: <laughs>
2: what? Number one song on Billboard tool.
0: Rock. It's Tool, right, Nobs? That's right. Yep. It just came out. Tool is on the list, but that is not Tool. <laughs> and this band, here's the shocking,
1: absolutely shocking part. They own the number one and number two songs. Hey,
0: look, ma! I made it. And number two, High Hopes. Oh, I know who it is. Oh. I know it is. It's those, the guy that paints his neck black and his hands black when he plays. Two guys. I have no
3: idea. That's not it's the Panic. The uh, yes, the panic, oh, at panic at the, at the Disco. Because
2: I hate High Hopes. <laughs> <laughs> or the passion. I knew there was something from High Hopes.
3: Should I play it? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm play I I like some of the Panic at the Disco, but that is. What is that? Real, that's getting pilots. on the outer realms of Rome. that's oh, what yeah. I'm thinking
0: of. 21 Pilots, those guys have like set like records with their record sales, which mm. is unbelievable. Like, their
3: last I've Bible. heard of them, but I don't know. They're are they kind of like Arctic monkeys in the yeah, song? yeah.
0: You, you
2: would know it if you heard yes. it. You've heard them before for sure.
1: No yeah, I, sounds I when people say that to me, I say no. I mean, and and, and, you don't realize
2: how sheltered I'm. Right, right. My
1: brother and I go through this all the time. When my brother told me that we had to go see the Black Keys back in 2014 or whatever, I'm like, who? He's like, you know them. You know, Black Submarine, Black Submarine, Black Submarine. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know a yellow. (laughs) (laughs) And it was great. And then I started listening to them. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And I thought, okay, I'm into new music. I can't get it to play. I don't know that's why. That's for the best. <laughs> yeah, yes. maybe that's telling you something. Okay, so so is uh, knobs panic yeah. Panic at the Disco? Where where do they fall? Or wait, wait, see, I don't even know. Is band? the album I'm at the, the Disco and Panic is the band, or is it Panic, hate at, the panic at the Disco? Panic at the Disco. I like some land. of the music. Okay, okay.
3: Yeah. You call them? Man? I saw them at Freedom Hill.
1: <laughs> so
5: are you they saw what, Panic at the Disco. Where, where, where do you put them? No,
3: I wouldn't call them rock. They're they're different. I don't even know how I'd classify, but that's how Arctic Monkeys is and probably the 21 Pilots for me. They're they're newer music but not pop. So I, I Alternative. What do you
0: call it, dub? Stuff I don't listen Make to. Make something up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> on podcast. rock. I mean, no, I wouldn't Arctic call Monkeys, I always sure. them as rock.
4: Newer I rock. I would not maybe. classify them as rock though.
5: So is this our today's progressive music Our progressive <laughs> rock or these bands?
4: Yeah, maybe, maybe progressive
1: rock. Like, like what? Hard disagree with that.
3: Uh,
1: as a, as a classic rock. <laughs> what would you rock, call it?
3: What? Knobs.
1: Man, what? what did you disagree with Nobs? called
3: could it be prog progressive rock.
1: rock. And why
3: don't you? I do don't know what to call it. Well, is it
1: today's? Progr-
5: is that what today's progressive rock is?
2: No, I think it's just alternative rock. Okay. So
0: how do I hear alternative, alternative, alternative rock. Progressive? I
3: go back to the '90s until like Adam Ant and. That's Talking Heads. Had, yeah, that's what they called those bands. Was alternative rock. No, they called them. Uh, but that was new wave. Then.
1: Eighties. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't consider. Yeah, yeah. New wave was like out I mean, like the punkers <laughs> were
3: the alternative rock. You know, oh boy, we're really bands.
1: starting to slice up that pie yeah. now. <laughs> and that's the problem.
2: It's
3: there's the too many categories. It. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, it's, it's not anything. a problem
2: though. That's no, it is. Because we can't categorize anything. But that's not a problem. That just shows that there's a lot of interesting music. Is it pop? Is it punk? Pop, Altor well, right the
3: time, maybe there is something to the whole categories. time factor, like what the Dill is talking about. Because back then it was alternative because it was it was new and alternative. But now that stuff's not anymore. It
1: didn't sound like
5: Nazareth, so maybe
3: this Panic at the Disco is the <laughs> like new there's something wrong
1: with Nazareth. <laughs> no, but you know they tried to have a sound okay. like everybody else, right? I mean Nazareth and Foreigner and you know.
0: That great they're band, Loverboy. Compa-
3: <laughs> Canadian bands,
0: Ew. I love Canadian
3: bands. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand
0: up for Loverboy Lover Boy any day. They were Canadian.
3: Hey, I like Loverboy. yeah! Yes, that they were. Did, our... did, <laughs> of course, they're Canadian. Are you?
0: That kidding? explains everything. That explains the red leather pants. Yes. <laughs> and the hairstyles—they all look like Canadian, like hockey players with the. Um...
3: We should maybe talk about what you brought up with the album well, thing because it reminded me of the dub. When you were talking about how back in the day we listened like side A, side B of the album, body of work, and like the covers meant a lot. Dub, that's what she does, and she knows covers even though she's younger and grew up in this digital age. So she looks at music differently than some of her peers do. She looks at it more like how we have always looked at it. You a
0: vinyl collector, Dub?
4: No, I just get the album digitally, and listen it, to it all the way through. But uh, my friends are not like that. And in fact, one of my friends started listening to Pink Floyd, and I told her, do not listen to it on shuffle, and she was like, oh. Do <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? Yeah. up. <laughs> up. That, that is, up. is a up. Yeah. Right. Oh, right
1: there. Did you hear, never
0: listen to Pink Floyd on shuffle. <laughs> Did you hear no. the hearty laugh? Wait, wait. <laughs> I want to put this in perspective. You heard the hearty laughter, right? Because we're all pink Floyd freaks. Uh, anybody else would so. not understand why we laughed so high about the shuffle comment. Because we, we understand, especially with Floyd, it's flow. It's you've got to go in the order they put it because they put it there for a reason. Any other album? Bruno Mars? it. <laughs> all right. The Bruno Mars fans would not have laughed so heartily, right? Yeah, never listen to
1: Bruno
3: Mars I on Shuffle. I like Bruno Mars. I That's
0: not the point. But yes, okay. You, you understand. understand. I digress. Yes, I
3: understand. She
0: made an incredible point. <laughs> <laughs> and we all laughed heartily because we all understood exactly what she did. <laughs> How would you shuffle Pink Floyd? Poorly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, th- there should be like an electrocution
1: button on a show title. Yes. <laughs> Never shuffle big the Title. There we go.
0: Perfect example.
1: Hmm. Uh still still flipping through this list of of Billboard. So, somebody, I mean,
2: how long has Tool been around? Just today. Uh, mid to late 90s. Yeah, They've been around I a while. I was going to say yep, 10. Right? Minutes so, in you the know, and, 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 and now this one, which I just want to say, you picked great timing, by the way, oh, cuz uh, after 13 years, they released a new album today. They dropped wow. it today. Boom. So, oh, so oh, great timing on
0: this topic. And Pharma Bro didn't buy it? <laughs> we listened to it on the <laughs> yeah, way over. On the way over, we were jamming out. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> yeah, it was good, but I heard. We had one song, I
3: think. How would you classify <laughs> Tool? Hard rock.
2: Okay. Hard that's, rock.
3: That's probably yeah. what I would say. Also. Some have Heart- called him
0: prog, prog rock. I would say prog rock.
2: Yeah.
5: Could you say hard prog rock?
3: How would you distinguish hard rock from heavy metal? Because sometimes those blend in together to me. There's more. Screaming I say hard rock is metal. Metallica,
2: where
4: Tool mm. is prog rock.
2: Yeah, well, I would I say well, hard. Hey, I think okay. what's I think, heavy metal? No, I think Dub was on something here. Wow. Let's say that again.
4: There's more screaming in metal.
2: Yeah, I think, oh, I think metal is more <laughs> in the vocals. I think of is metal more of is more in the guitar huh
1: but i don't know i just said uh, that you know because i think of just actually the screaming that, that, is a that, good point that, that a crazy lot of just you know <laughs> constant rhythm of the guitars right that that to me is heavy metal
2: i think more like hair metal bands
1: and
2: screaming into the microphone so
1: like uh five finger death punch and
2: things like that a lot of screaming yeah yeah i would say they're probably more metal right Wait a minute. I'm I'm confused.
3: Is Metallica hard rock or metal? It's in the name. (laughs) Yes, indeed.
2: (laughs) No, that was a trick question. We're were testing you. Bottoms up now. Uh, No. But good timing, Blotto. Good timing.
1: Uh, For Tool. Yes.
2: Oh, well, I didn't know. I'll have to. Actually, listen to one. Of listen to something. Yeah, I've been trying to get you to do that yeah. for a year now. Yeah,
1: other uh, other bands that come up, uh, Godsmack. Oh, They're back. back. Sully is back. My my, my 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 bro always talks about Godsmack. Godsmack a great...
3: does a wondrous song called Voodoo. That's oh, about that is the extent song. of what I know about them.
0: Heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the old Godsmack. The old
1: Godsmack. Do you, See, really? you Can't get out oh, of the old. Everything's Dill old stuff. with
0: you, Fred. Oh, I am. old. <laughs> <laughs> haven't you looked at me like, lately? <laughs> sit across from me for a
1: year. Uh, you don't and, know. And, and Dill, you haven't, you haven't talked about any of these other bands. Do you like Godsmack? Godsmack, a Tool, or oh, I can't. Oculus,
5: s- I, way too heavy for me. <laughs> too heavy for me. Sorry.
3: Well, the Dill said that. Greta was too heavy, right? Yeah, so. but,
5: but I appreciated them, and I really respected what they were doing, and I thought they had a great sound. I could see why if they stick together, they're going to be something.
1: Uh, I want to take a survey. Mm. Uh, how do you find out about your new music? And we'll start, we'll go around the table here with, with, with how do you find a, How do you learn about new music?
5: Yeah, what I do is I subscribe to uh, Rolling Stone and Spin, and then they, they come in the mail? Yeah, and then they list. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, wait. wait. He's
5: number five. <laughs> then they list what, their top, what the top things are, and then I'll, I'll load them up and listen to them. I like them, dislike them, but that's about the only way because I, I don't get it off the radio. I listen to my set radio station, so I have them expand. W-J-R. And then at about the end of the year, <laughs> there we go. And at the end of the year, I'll, uh, I'll just Google best songs of the year. And, then, and, you know, 100 groups yeah, exactly. will come up and they'll list them and what have you. And I said, okay, and I'll load up the top 30 or 50 CDs, say what do I like, what do I don't like out of that. And that's how I expand my no, And
1: you've out. shared. You, you've, uh, you've sent me copies of those CDs yep. by year of best songs yep. of each one of those years. And, and there's been some really good stuff. In yeah, so, with the, but I
5: would say without me searching for it, I would be absolutely clueless to what's out there today. And
1: I don't mean to repeat myself. But back in the 80s, we didn't have to search. No. It was it, in your face. It was it was
3: right, right.
5: there for you.
1: Uh, Bucket, how do you get your new music?
3: Several ways. One of the biggest is on Sirius. The Spectrum station has like old and new rock. So I've definitely gotten a lot of new stuff off that. But also I get a lot of emails. Paste Magazine, Classic Rock, or what's that thing called? I think it's Classic Rock Magazine. And then people talking to, or I'll just be at a party or somewhere. I'll hear something, and I like it a lot of different ways. Maybe I'll hear a song in a movie,
1: but it it, 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 it sounds like it 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 trickles in more than like you know, than than you know, hammers method here. You know what I mean? That it it,
3: yeah. I feel like for me, it's many methods. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty immersed, I guess, in different...
2: What about you, Naps? A combination of radio and friends sending me YouTube links or something. And and, and radio, do you mean like traditional radio or seri- uh, XM Sirius radio? Traditional old school
1: radio. Yeah.
3: I was wondering what how many station? people still listen to the old Riff. school...
1: Yeah, no, Riff does have a lot of... That, yeah. that, that's where I get it, you yeah. know? Uh, what's the one band that I have kind of picked up on... Uh, it helps if you know the name... Uh, Seven Sojourn? No. Uh, Some
3: Moody Blues album. Uh, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, from uh, 1968. Se- se- uh, seven something.
2: Seven. I'll
1: have to look it up. But but that's where I kind of learned okay. thing about them. Never never heard of them. Yeah. Seven Sound?
2: Yeah.
0: Pig, how about you? Anything? Uh, I don't really listen to new music. My new music is actually the old music. I get it from Dub. She'll play stuff from Robin Trower, I've never heard of. It's like a new song to me. Mm -hmm. This is true. My new music is old music that I've never heard. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Dub?
4: Sometimes YouTube recommendations or like an artist is related to another artist in a way. For example, I got into Frank Zappa because Tom Waits said one of his favorite albums was by Frank Zappa. So that made me go look in Frank Zappa.
1: So by association.
4: Yeah, sometimes.
1: Yeah. But it's that isn't necessarily going to bring you the new stuff. That's how you find new music for you. But that's you know that's what I mean. That's the question. You know, that's it's more difficult to find new new music, yeah, like, you know.
0: Yeah, cuz Zappa's dead. Uh, well, <laughs> right, and Tom yeah, Waite's not going to recommend people <laughs> so Young people aren't necessarily looking for m- new music. They got enough music out there they got to archive and dig into. They got a mind for music. That's true. They're yeah, I'm
4: not, they, I'm not necessarily looking for recent music. I'm just looking for good music.
2: Oh, I like it. It's true. Well said. I've, I've been listening to a lot of Queen lately for that very reason. It's older music, but I haven't explored their catalog before, so I've been taking a dive.
1: Yeah, I like that. How's the vinyl collection coming?
2: Slow. Oh, why is
1: that? <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't. Haven't been gone to a lot of garage sales or resale shops. I have them.
1: Yeah. Do you do you play vinyl? I don't play
2: enough. I mean, I, I've, I've I've got vinyl over there. I just don't. I don't play enough. <sighs> I don't only because it's more you convenient know. just to play off Spotify. My my vinyl sound sucks.
0: So until I remedy that, I'm I'm not likely to do it. I'm every Saturday and Sunday morning during coffee. It's I know, my, you, it's, and, it's, it's you and the vinyl. fam. We're you faithful We're the final. Right, vinyl. right. Every weekend morning. That's, that's cool. Mm. That's cool, yeah. Yep. And where do I get my music from? Mike Austin. Still? Mike
3: Austin is a good source. He's, oh, yeah. he's <laughs>
0: still, like, probably every other month he just pops up. And shoots me a couple things which like I, I always appreciate. Yeah. It's
3: kinda good he's got common first and last name, right?
0: Yeah.
4: Let's
3: call
4: him <laughs> Let's Call him Dead
0: Roses. <laughs> and then Dead Roses. Dead Roses. And, uh, <laughs> Dead, Dead Roses. And then Spotify actually, because they uh, they give you their suggestions. They have their um, What's the hell's that uh, computer term?
2: Algorithm. Algorithm. For that's, their playlist? Yeah, because yeah. they,
0: they know what you listen to, and then every week they give you their suggestions and all that. So I will occasionally listen to those, and I found some good stuff. Do you think that's ever tainted? Tainted?
1: Like they're going to push
3: people up, soft, you soft. know?
0: <laughs> tainted love?
3: <laughs> I know what you meant. took man. me a second. <laughs> I am <laughs> so old. That was a test. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I don't know. But that could be a soft sell. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yes. yes. (laughs) Or it's a hard sell. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. A lot of times, I won't listen to them because I have found that probably half the time it's garbage. Their algorithms aren't accurate. But occasionally, you run into a really good one. And but is your garbage someone else's greatest song they've ever heard? Who knows? (laughs) 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 I deem them garbage. Okay, then they're so the, they are official
5: garbage. <laughs> and bottle, how do you
1: how do you find your uh... most of it is through um, like my brother who you know always says hey you got to listen to this guy you got to listen to this guy occasionally I will turn on riff um, you know I don't use the Spotify services um, uh, but I do listen to a lot of Bluesville and I was I was traveling this week. Uh, A lot of windshield time with a guy that I didn't really know very well. And uh, he was listening to, uh, at Bluesville a lot. And we were talking most of the time, so it wasn't really loud. But he was Mm. like, what are we we listening to here? You know what I mean? He, He really liked it. And then we kept talking about bands that had gone to blues. So... Uh, Peter Frampton, like, oh, you'll like I Peter was Frampton. going to
3: say that. Mm-hmm. Boz Gags, Peter Boz Gags, Frampton. Frampton Boss Brown, released.
1: Rolling Stones are all, like, now Releasing doing blues. blues cover blues.
3: Uh, Rock. Well, I wouldn't throw that. I threw that one in. The other, I, was, I was building my art. No, <laughs> oh, the other three have commonality in that they've released recent <laughs> albums that are blues covers. That's what I was getting at. Like, they're classic rock bands that are coming out with blues albums like they're going back to the blues roots. And in the Rolling Stones
5: them. case from just two years ago it's considered some of the finest material they ever did.
3: And yeah it's an uh, awesome It's
5: just oh. incredible uh, it, they, they just captured the sound of the 50s again uh, today which was uh, a delight to hear that these those guys could still do it.
3: And Peter Frampton we just saw him live and were blown yeah, he away. He exceeded expectations. He did a lot of that blues jamming and Good stuff.
0: I want to amend my input as well. Oh, okay. Serious accent. We were about ready to sign off there. The Verge. Which is all Canadian bands, and I love <laughs> yeah, M- to the Canadian bands. So band.
5: do they play the same four songs over and over again, or?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, of all these people, you need to hook into the Verge. Okay, I'll check out the Verge. Yeah, sure. There's I, some I, great I, Canadian bands. I, I live just a quarter mile from Detroit, or from uh, from Canada. <laughs> so are, they so only, are they only? Are they only It's bands? only Canadians. Yep.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I that's a serious channel. Yeah, yeah I've, I've seen the, the I've seen the. I've never
0: heard of them. Yeah, I really like Canadian music scene. I do. I love it, man. I didn't know that about you. We are international here at uh, Pottoms Up. We had an engineering barbecue today at lunch, and they had this little... How uh, long does that possibly take?
4: (laughs) (laughs) How to build a barbecue? I can just see that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was excruciating. Out in the sun, we were melting. (laughs) engineering barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) I work in an engineering group. I'm not an engineer, but anyways, they had we a had small Bluetooth. They had a small Bluetooth speaker out there. For some reason, <laughs> only my phone would sync up with this thing, right? And so I played <laughs> in ears and uh, I used one of my playlists, which has a lot of Canadian music on. And those Amabest? guys were amazed how much Canadian music I had. <laughs> Bruce Coburn. Um,
3: Oh yeah, I like tragically that dude.
0: hip, lover boy, April Wine. It goes on and on. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> <right>. Drinking
3: <laughs> my Tom wine, Tom Cochran, makes Red, me Rider. Me feel fine.
0: Red Rider, Red oh, Rider. Oh
3: yeah, Red Rider. Rush.
0: Rush. I didn't have Rush on this playlist. Okay. Tom
3: Cochran, yeah, he's this blast from Bruce the Bruce Coburn. That
0: guy's a phenomenal singer songwriter. He's Canadian. Be careful. But guess who? Yeah. Yeah, no, I like yeah, Bruce Coburn. Yeah. Who if who I had a rocket a launcher, <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah. If a tree falls in a forest, does anybody hear? All right, Knobs is up? giving us a <laughs> signal here. <laughs> we are just yeah. rambling for
1: no reason. Babbling and So, so one. one last bottoms up. And then up. You go out. Because, baby, I hate you.
0: Because, baby. Cause baby